Welcome to another episode of the Manipulated Podcast. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for continuing to tune in. We are in the month of February. January went by so fast, but we are blessed nonetheless. I feel like this is going to be a great year, as I've said in previous episodes. And I did not know which direction I wanted to take this particular episode in. I was going over two topics and one was longevity and marriage the thought process behind it the other one was the incident in memphis regarding the late tyree nichols so going back and forth over and over and over and i decided let's discuss tyree nichols and next episode we'll talk about the marriage dynamic the family dynamic, longevity and marriage, things of that nature. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hope you can take something from it and definitely hope you tune into the next episode as well. And the many more episodes to come. We want to take this work to the masses, take it to the world. And if we can just help one person or provide some positive insight to one person, that would be enough. So thank you for tuning in. We're discussing the Tyree Nichols incident. I am Michael Barnes. I am your host and the creator of the Manipulated Podcast, and I appreciate you being here. Let's go. Welcome to the Manipulated Podcast. This is episode eight. We are discussing the Tyree Nichols incident in Memphis. I am your host, Michael Barnes. I'm the creator of this channel. As I've said every episode, and I'm going to continue to say, I appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to tune in. Sincerely appreciate it. Sincerely appreciate the feedback. Thank you for the people that have, thank you to rather the people that have shared the podcast episodes to friends and family. I really, really, really appreciate it. This was something that was done on a whim, per se, uh, kind of. Wanted to do it, decided to pull the trigger. And now we're in episode eight and I am ecstatic. Now, as you heard, we're discussing the incident that took place in Memphis today on this channel. And I don't want to judge anyone. I don't want to demonize anyone and my sincere prayers go out to all parties involved because regardless of what side of the issue you're on lives were changed that night families are grieving families are mad Families are sad for a variety of reasons. And so 
I wasn't even going to discuss this on my channel. Someone asked me, was I going to talk about it? And initially I wasn't. And the reason is not because I didn't think it was an important issue. This channel for me, while it doesn't necessarily have like an isolated topic or we only talk about this one thing or we only do one thing. What I have tried to do consistently is take an issue, take a topic, take a story, whatever inspired me that day and find, if it was negative, try to find a positive spin out of it. And I couldn't see the positive spin out of this, honestly. And so I've spoken to people about it. I've spoken my opinions about it, but I didn't know how to tie this in with what I do with this particular work. So then I was like, you know what, man, just go ahead and do it. Um, you've had conversations about it. And while it's not something that we enjoy discussing, it is something to talk about. So that's why I said I don't want to judge anyone or don't want to demonize anyone. And I want to, in a sense, kind of stick to the facts of what it is that we know based on videos and pictures and things of that nature. And just kind of let it breathe from there. So anytime the Tyree Nichols incident is brought up, the first person, the first person, the first thing people will say or ask is, have you seen the video? If you have not seen the video, I would say caution yourself. And if you're the type of person that has not seen um, certain levels of harm being done to others, then I would say you probably don't watch it. Don't want to watch it if you're someone that um, replays things in their head a lot and it affects them negatively, which I think we all do that to some degree. Uh, you probably don't want to watch it. I've seen it and I did not like what I saw and I, I'll just leave it at that. So my first uh, point of knowledge with this issue was I was on Instagram, I believe, and someone posted this picture and initially because you know sometimes you just scroll and not paying attention initially i thought it was one of those pages where they just kind of post crazy stuff all the time and things like that and then i saw it again so i'm like what is this and it was the picture of him in the hospital 
in the hospital bed with, you know, all the medical stuff on him and just a real, you know, gruesome picture. Then I started hearing people saying that he was beaten and all kind of things were done to him. And then they showed the pictures of the police officers. And of course, all five of them were black. And so now we're in a situation where we're looking at police brutality and it's not a white officer on a black civilian, similar to what we saw with George Floyd. Now we see five black officers in an incident where a black, young black civilian man uh, is essentially killed. You know, I know he went in the hospital. They said he died three, three days later. But that's what we're dealing with now. So it kind of changes the narrative of white on black. It, 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 it brings up or shines light on police brutality and the fact that it does not necessarily and automatically connect to race from the authority side. So what happened? I'm only going off of what I saw in the video. I'm not watching the video right now, so I'm not giving a play-by-play. I'm literally going off of memory. Body cam footage shows an officer jump out of the car, run up to the door, guns in hand, some colorful languages used, get out of the car, guns pointed, this and that, dragging them out. And then you see another body cam where they're, and I saw this before, they brought uh, punishment to this individual, but I saw what looked like a Caucasian hand holding a taser. That's just my view. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. That's just what I interpreted from the video. And he was trying to tase him or use his taser and they were trying to get him down and you heard commands, give me your arm, give me your arm and things of that nature. They couldn't get his arm. He was on the ground. I think I counted three or four people at the initial stop. And then he jumps up. I think the taser got deployed. He comes out of his shirt. He runs down the street. They started to give chase and gave up. Sound like it was a lot of heavy breathing going on. And I believe that was the first video. They still had the car. The next video shows, I believe it was the tower cam, where it was like they had him on the ground, and then this officer comes over and kicks him. Another officer brings out a baton. They stand him up. Mind you, in the tower video, you can't hear anything. They stand him up, and then there's this other uh, officer, like, throwing full-fledged, like, haymakers. Like, stand back, almost a running punch. Kind of like what you... A similar version, but not as bad of what you saw Jermaine O'Neal do in the Malice at the Palace with the Indiana Pacers. I don't know if he was handcuffed or not. It seems that he was, because it seems that his hands were behind his back. But the punches, uh, 
Well, they weren't necessary. And then it seems that he falls down on the ground again. Then they slide him up to the car, kind of sit him on his butt. He's kind of leaned over, slumped over. Another video from that same incident does show them still like screaming out commands. I think one of the officers said he pepper sprayed himself and, and this and that. So other units show up. I didn't see the part about how long it took EMS to come and tend to him and this and that. And he was not that far from his mother's house. And if I recall correctly, he was screaming for his mother's name. So. This is a very sad situation for a number of reasons. I don't know what made them decide that he needed to be pulled over. So I don't know what initiate what made them initiate the traffic stop. They said he was driving irregular. Haven't seen evidence of that. I don't know if he was, if he wasn't. He did seem to be in a mindset where he wanted to kind of plead his case rather than comply. But I don't know if the, from what I saw, the initial getting out of the car was necessary and all of the screaming and hollering, cussing and guns and this and that. It also did not seem like they were trying to handcuff him. And like I said, I don't want to be judgmental. I heard the commands, give me your arm, give me your arm, give me your arm. But if, if I recall correctly, and if you've seen the video, one of the, officer had, one of the officers had his arm but I never saw a handcuff come out. Now, I'm not saying it didn't. It was dark. Body cam angles are terrible to me. But they do give some insight. To me, and I've seen guys, you know, um, full of drugs, bench press grown men, <laughs> or do push-ups with grown men on their back, and things like that. I'm not saying that Tyree Nichols was in that kind of state but it seems that three or four guys should have been able to control them now when it came down to outside of the house where most of the beating took place it did not make any sense at all and I don't know what was going through those officers' minds where nobody stopped the other person. I know one officer said that, you know, his leg was hurting them, say so the guy made him pepper spray himself. And anybody that's been pepper sprayed, you don't have to spray it in your direction. If you're in the vicinity and you and you bust open some pepper spray, everybody's finna choke on that. Just how it is. That's how pepper spray acts. So to say that he made you pepper spray yourself Unless you just had it backwards and you hit the button, but that's whatever. I've done dealt with pepper spray before, so it's like that didn't make sense. But forget all of that. They hit him, they beat him, hit him with uh, a baton, and he ends up dying. Now, 
The reason why I say it's a sad situation is because no one you don't you don't want to see anyone die at or over a traffic stop. Now we live in the real world. If someone is actively trying to, let's say it's a civilian, a civilian, it could be a civilian to police. If somebody's actively trying to take your life, let's say they're using a firearm, they're shooting it at you. Most people would agree that if you want to live, you're going to retreat or return fire to stop that threat. I think most people would agree with that. But no one wants to see or no one expects to die over a routine traffic stop. And based on the matter at hand, I believe that those three guys could have kept that situation under control. Now, facts is they did not. So it's sad that this young man, he was 29 years old, lost his life, regardless if he was driving reckless, regardless if he was high, regardless if he was a doctor or or just a, 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 a guy just trying to get home, regardless of the circumstances around what it was, it's always sad, or we should always have some form of compassion when someone loses their life or when a person loses a loved one and it can be deemed senseless or unnecessary. Now, that does not mean that if someone deserts, let me not say deserts, if someone does something and you can justify why deadly force was used and they die, it still doesn't mean that those people that are related to that person are not going to have some form of grief or sadness over losing their loved one. And I think that goes for anybody. If your relative does something, you're not going to automatically, most people are not going to automatically be like, Oh, you, should, you know, you shouldn't have been doing what he was doing, man. That's, that's cool. You still, you might, you might say that. You might be that objective, but I don't think you're gonna like it, and it's not gonna make you happy. The next thing is now these officers. I don't know how many of them are married. I don't know how many of them have kids. I know they came. Um, they were born, so they have parents. I'm sure they have some cousins and friends and family like we all do. So now an entire community is rocked because of what took place. And that to me is sad. I said it before in a previous episode. Um, I did not, I was happy that George Floyd got justice, but I did not celebrate anybody being incarcerated or dying because I wasn't thinking about them. I'm thinking about the kids. To the kids, their dad is still their hero. So when he's sitting in jail, that's going to make them sad. Doesn't mean that we don't have to answer for our actions. We do. Every, every, every action has a reaction. Every cause has an effect. So I'm just saying it doesn't, justification and understanding doesn't automatically eliminate being upset, mad, sad, whatever over the situation. So we have the Nichols family who are grieving the loss 
We have these police officers' families who are going to miss their loved one because now, I don't know if they're all still in jail. I don't know. I haven't kept up with that, but I know that they're charged. I know some other people lost their jobs too. So think about the, the EMTs that got called and I think they got relieved of duty. There was another officer, I think the guy with the taser, uh, whom I believe was was white. I, he, I think, I don't know if he got fired or relieved of duty or charged, but that incident did not just stay between those individuals. There's going to be a lot of people that are affected. Then you have to think about the people that have gone through police brutality and things of that nature. And they are re-traumatized. Now, that's a third and fourth and fifth party thing. Nobody, that's not going to be on CNN. You know, people sending in tweets, you know, me too. And I'm not making a joke at the Me Too movement. I'm just saying I was too. Let me phrase it that way. But uh, those people are not going to be included in the, the victim list. I'm just saying when we make a decision, it doesn't just stop at us. That's what I'm getting at. So that is a sad and unfortunate incident as well that those five guys whom were, it wasn't like, not that it's okay if you're older, but they weren't older. I think they were in the late, I think the oldest one was in his late 30s. You know, if God says the same, you probably have a lot more life to live. But because of one night, and I'm not saying that they've only done that one time. I'm just saying because of one night, this night has now changed the trajectory of your life. So, to go back when 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 I was contemplating if I was going to discuss this issue, like I said, I wanted to find the positive spin of it. And, or not even a positive spin, but taking this issue and seeing how we can apply it to our own lives and how the information that's put out can help others. So, We have all been in situations where we've done things that we wish we could take back. We've done things that have affected others. And we wish we either would have had more wisdom. We wish that person was still here so we can apologize. Whatever the case is. If y'all can hear some vibration, it's my phone and I apologize um, in advance. But... For everything that we do, there's going to be an effect. In the past, I've made decisions. I've bought things and this and that where other, where I had to ask other people for help. They were nowhere near the decision that I made when I made whatever the purchase was. But because I made that choice, now they're being, (laughs) they're having to change their plans for whatever money because they want to help me, because they care. But that was a decision that I made. And in hindsight, it wasn't a good one. These guys, whatever they were thinking, 
I know they weren't thinking, man, this is the best way to handle this. But whatever they were thinking in the heat of the moment and this and that, they weren't thinking about the fact that we're going to lose our jobs, we're going to get charged, and someone that we probably were taking care of is going to be affected or our parents, our moms, our aunts are going to have to help us financially if we get convicted. And even if they don't get convicted, most likely they won't work in law enforcement again. Their names and faces were plastered all over the world. So eventually somebody going to recognize you. And people are most likely not going to want not going to want to associate you with their brand. And that's that's convicted or acquitted. You know, so it's a lot that goes into our decision making. So that's the twist of, of, of all of, of all of this. Prayers go out from me to Tyree Nichols family. Um, anyone that was negatively affected by this incident. And I hope that as a society, we can be better. Now, do I think we need to abolish the police? No, because not all police officers are bad. And some of the police officers that have made or gotten caught up in some of these incidents may not have done anything prior to this incident. They might have lost it that day. We have to remember that cops are not robocops. They may act like it sometimes, but cops also have kids and they also have families and they got kids at school getting bullied and they got wives that's mad at home and they got, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I was getting ready to say baby mamas, but they have <laughs> uh, women that they have kids with that they're not with anymore. And all of these things, they have financial troubles. They houses might've got flooded and, and all of this stuff and just the stress of work. Everybody gets stressed out at work. Everybody's dealing, and not everybody knows how to, I don't even know if that's the right sentence. Everyone does not know how to properly handle stress or push out negative stress with a good stressor, like taking a walk, like working out, like going to see a movie, just, just cutting off everything, the phones, the computers, the TVs. We're constantly just downloading all of this information and sometimes we need to just cut it off and sit in silence or go to therapy or whatever the case is. So cops are human too. Once again, I'm not saying they get a pass. They don't. None of us do. If you do something, nine times out of 10, it's either going to catch up with you or it's going to be right there in your face and you're going to have to deal with it. So all I'm saying is that let's not add to the negative pile by spewing hate or not adding a positive to all of the negative that's going on in this world. Case in point, they did what they did. You're at home with a small child. You're having a conversation and your conversation is not objective and you're saying all the police are bad and, and all they do is kill people every day and this and that. You're going to instill in your young child potentially that cops are monsters. 
And one, it's not true. Two, you could be putting something in them that could be triggered later. Let's say that they're speeding. Them red and blue lights hit. Now you've triggered an emotion and a thought from childhood where you've told them cops are monsters and, and I'm going to die if I talk to one. And they take off. And all they were going to do is get a speeding ticket. This might be deeper than some people want to think. But what we do in front of our kids, what we say to our kids, and I'm guilty. I say stuff in front of my kids I shouldn't say sometimes. I get mad and I'm not you know, like kicking holes in the walls and beating my wife and nothing like that. But I, I raise my voice and sometimes it's at them. Like, what are you doing? You know? Uh, and I have to I have to be conscious of what I'm doing. I don't want my daughters to be scared of men. Or me. So every little bit counts. And we talk about that when we're trying to accomplish a goal, but that applies to everything. Every little bit counts. Because when we let our emotions take over, when we let our feelings take over, this is how we end up in situations and on the other side of issues like what happened in Memphis. Because had they, let's say he, let's say, let's say it was a justified stop, had they done what I know a felony stop to be, driver cut the engine off, stick your hands out the car, lock the door, open the door from the outside, step out, turn around, walk back towards me, that type of controlled environment, everybody might have gone home that night. Everybody might have might not have pending um, charges and court cases and, and having to plan funerals and things like that. And that's when you hear the comment, uh, man, if I woulda, or what if I woulda? And sometimes that woulda be too big So what I would say to this issue, to what has taken place is this. If you're mad, be mad. Process your emotions. You don't have to fake like it doesn't bother you or it hasn't affected you. But process those emotions in a constructive way to where we're not adding to the narrative that all police are bad and all white people are bad, and all black people are thugs, and I can keep going, but look at it for what it is. An unfortunate situation. This type of stuff has to stop happening. And also look at the situation and apply it Although it's an extreme event, apply it to yourself. How are the decisions that you're making, the loss of control that you're exhibiting, how is it affecting your life, your family, your kids? Because it may not be that you jump out of a police car and beat a person to death. It may be that you hate your job 
but you haven't found the resources of how to improve your situation or find another one. So you go and get drunk on a Friday night and you jump in a car because you're upset and you just want to get away from it all. And then you end up killing yourself, somebody or your, or your kids. Or I just need a vacation. So you go blow all your check on a vacation or some shoes or whatever. And then you don't pay your light bill. Now you're sitting in the dark. Or somebody cut you off on the freeway and you chase them down for three miles and then you don't know the type you don't know the type of day they have and they start shooting into your car and hit your baby. And I know these are extreme examples and 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 it's harsh and it's rough, but these things happen every day. That's why I'm bringing it up. And I'm not talking. I'm not. I'm not up here preaching. I'm talking to me too. I've had to have these conversations with myself. I've had to have these conversations with myself time and time again about how the lack of discipline, control, how has it affected my life and how could it affect my life in the future if I don't make some changes? So I'm not, that's why I say I'm not, I'm not judging because I'm far, I'm, I ain't, I'm, I'm far from the worst, but I ain't no near perfect. None of us are. But all it takes is that one incident that could change your life forever, change the life of your family. Uh, and life is hard enough by itself without us adding to it. So that's my takeaway from that event. We can't change it. Wish we could. Wish we could bring back people that die senselessly. senselessly. Wish we could go back and just slap the cuffs on rather than throwing haymakers but we can't all we can do is be better all we can do is learn from other people's mistakes it all has to be done from a place of compassion in some ways you got to be empathetic if you know what they're going through sympathetic if you haven't Understand what cops are up against every time they get out at a traffic stop. You got to think on the other side of this issue, and, and this has nothing to do with what took place in Memphis, but some of these cops are getting out on regular traffic stops, be the nicest cop in the world, and somebody stick a gun out the window and shoot them. They haven't done anything either. But they have a family. So let's do that. Let's look at this situation and say, how can I do my small part to increase the level of love and compassion that we have towards the next human being? How can I impute that into my kids and the kids that I work with? How can I set a better example of controlling my emotions thinking rationally, thinking logically, taking a breath before I just go off and react, because it's so easy. It's so easy to just go off. It's so easy to blow at somebody on the freeway. It's so easy to, to give somebody the finger or punch a hole in the wall or, or kick this per. It's so easy to do that. 
it's a little bit more difficult to take a breath and say, that's not, that's not the right way to handle this. Especially when you think somebody getting the best of you. That's a story for another time. And I'm glad I said that because that also ties into the next topic, which is marriage. Same thing in marriage. Those impulsive decisions, impulsive reactions. Can cause a lot of issues. So it's not just about the police situation or your work situation, this and that. This is all the way around. So that's the takeaway from this incident that I wanted to pass on or, you know, speak into the mirror to myself, but also pass on to the world. Try to think before you act. And sometimes you only have seconds, but it only takes seconds to ruin your life. I just told the kids at our church day yesterday. Those few minutes can cost you 30 years. So, I hope this helps someone. I hope that that my message um, has been received. If it hasn't, feel free to send me a message. If you got a different point of view, if you don't agree, that's fine. We can disagree respectfully. Or we can agree once we have a understanding of where each other's coming from. All I'm saying is that let's start down a path of healing. Let's start down a path of repairing relationships. Let's be more compassionate. Let's be more loving. Let's make this world a safer place for everybody. Make it safer. We won't need as much police in a perfect world. That was a little cynical. I apologize. Less crime cuts down on incidents. And while there's always opposites, there's good and bad, there's law-abiding, there's not law-abiding, there's hot and cold, there's always going to be an opposite. So we're not just going to get rid of crime. We're not just going to get rid of police. We're not going to have a 100% good police force. We're not going to have a 100% um, a good civilian nation on any level. We got good countries, bad countries. We got good politicians, bad politicians. It just is what it is. But what side do you want to be on? What side do you want to build up? That's the choice. So, let me see if I can find a positive quote. Let's see what we got. What we got, what we got. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm I'm glad I I decided to go ahead and speak on it. Because I do think it could help someone. It definitely made me think about some things. So, please share it. Please send it to your friends. We are, I don't know how many, it's kind of hard for me to see how many actual follows we have because I don't think everyone gets counted. 
on every platform, but we are making headway. If each of you could just send this to one person that hasn't heard it, it would really uh, help out. And like I said, we want to take this to the world. Just, just doing our part to help people, adding some positive. There's a lot of negative things that get shoved down our throats every day. And that's fine. I don't want to jump on the negative board or tear people down or just so I can go viral. I want to help. So check out this quote. Choices made, whether bad or good, follow you forever and affect everyone in their path one way or another. And that is by J.E.B. Spreadman. 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 I think that's very fitting. The choices you make don't just stop at you. It could affect the person sitting next to you. Could affect someone you don't know. Could affect your kids, your spouse, your parents, aunts, uncles. There's a number of things that could happen. So think about that the next time you get ready to make a decision. Is this going to help or is it or is this going to hurt? That's the positive wrap up. <clears throat> Hope you enjoyed this episode. I am Michael Barnes and this has been Manipulated.